regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. The public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> I was actually just talking to Captain Reverso about maybe changing the uh, intro a little bit because Jin Saki hasn't been in there in some time. But then again, it's kind of profound considering some of the stuff that we've got lined up for today. It makes it still makes sense. What do you think? Change it. A little crusty. Yeah. yeah. A little stagnant. A little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, if you think that we should change that, Send us an email, info at common man's common sense. No, 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 that's wrong. It's info at bcblpodcast.com, right? Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, I am your host, Stanley Hudson, joined by Captain Reverso. Uh, Buford is still out this week. He's not feeling well. Still under the weather, but that's okay. Uh, sorry we missed you guys last week. Trust everybody. Hope you all had a, trust you had a Merry Christmas. Hope you had a Merry Christmas or a Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> did, you have yeah. a good, did you have a good Hanukkah, buddy? Yeah, it was good. Okay. Uh, so, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, like, subscribe, rating, review, all those things. We're hitting, we're right here at the two-year mark. Still no advertisements. Still doing this out of the kindness of our hearts. So the least you could do, give us a rating. Helps with the algorithms. We need that five-star Keith that's going to push us over. Yeah, still haven't got that, dude. I don't even want, I, you know what, dude, I'm, I'm, let's do a little reverse psychology. I don't even want your review, Keith. No. Take your review and shove it up your butt. How about that? It's useless. Yeah, and, and they, by the way, because Buford is under the weather, uh, he's not, and we're not doing editing anymore. You know, you might hear a few uh, things that you might not hear regularly. Maybe I won't censor myself as much. No. No, we're, we're still going to behave appropriately. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other housekeeping before we get started? I don't think so. All right. I know I, I'm forgetting something, but that's all right. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'll remember. We're going to, and that's one of the things about this evening, man. So we had last week off, and so I had like two weeks worth of things built up. So this, like a lot of times, is going to be kind of fragmented, not completely fluid. Bear with me. Uh, apologies for that. Um, this is just not one of those weeks where everything's going to flow together real well. There's no really overlying theme. So, uh, but. It'll be better than nothing, I hope. <laughs> hey, if it is, you can turn it off. <laughs> All right. So thank you very much for listening. This is Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. Tonight we're starting out on Breitbart.com. Uh, and you know what? The xenophobia is uh, is strong right now. Joe Biden demands China travelers provide negative COVID tests after calling Trump's 2020 COVID response nakedly xenophobic. Come on, man. Uh, hang on. I'm not fluid with this soundboard. Oh, man. Come, Come on, on. Man. There it is. Uh. Come on, man. <clears throat> Joe Biden will now require travelers from China to show a negative coronavirus. <laughs> like I said, we took a week off. Coronavirus test to enter the United States after claiming in 2020 
former President Donald Trump's coronavirus. Golly, Bill, dude. Coronavirus response was fanning the flames of hate, fear, and xenophobia against Asian Americans during the pandemic. Beginning January 5th, travelers from China by air will have to provide a negative COVID-19 test to enter the nation within two days of their departure from airports in mainland China, Hong Kong, and Macau, Politico reported. In January of 2020, the Trump administration placed travel restrictions on passengers. That says passages, so I caught that. (laughs) Maybe they need me to edit for them. Arriving from China, where many experts believe coronavirus originated. Biden called many of those restrictions racist in May of 2020, claiming there were denials, delays, and distractions, many of which were nakedly xenophobic. The pandemic has unleashed familiar forces of hate, fear, and xenophobia that he always flames that have always existed in this society, Biden said. Well, dude, you were integral in the, you know what I mean, the last 50 years of governance in said society, oh, yeah. so why didn't you do something about the xenophobia that has, mm-hmm. has always existed in this society? Because you were mm-hmm. instrument. If that was true, you would be instrumental in its creation. So, and not only maybe not necessarily its creation, but its longevity and uh, continuation. Quote. But this president brought it with him. Has brought with it a new rash of racial messages, verbal and physical attacks. Physical attacks. Interesting. And other acts of hate, some subtle, some overt, against the Asian American and Pacific Islanders. I don't know any Asian Americans mm-hmm. that felt that way about Donald Trump or Pacific Islanders, for that matter. Neither. But yeah, the double standard is alive and well. But I do think that Joe Biden is racist, xenophobe. Uh, he definitely is. He just doesn't remember that he said that stuff in 2020. Biden says Trump is America's first racist president. That's definitely not true. That was uh, Obama. I mean, no. I mean, there was obviously there were plenty of racist presidents in the past. But not only that, though, Joe Biden. uh, I mean, so he goes on to say that they've tried to get elected president. He's the first one that has. That's okay. That's we've we've uh, put on full display the the connections to segregationists Uh, that Joe Biden has, and they're they're completely undeniable. He's a full fledged absolute. Pardon me, by definition, racist piece of poop. But it is uh, enjoyable to watch their hypocrisy and uh, living color. But we're not going to talk about that. we got too much more to get to. This next one is uh, is pretty good, and we got a few that will be in, in succession here. But uh, Josh Howley, um, Holly, Holly, uh, talking about the uh, the Twitter files and what the FBI had did in interfering in the election. This is one clip, and this is him at the Capitol. And uh, this is uh, uh, the uh, OAN camera on this one. But uh, he also makes a, uh, a statement after this that I think is even more profound than that. So this is him here on the FBI. It's, it's, uh, to me, which of course I didn't watch. I was on an airplane. I haven't watched a minute, I'm proud to say. That uh, was a state propaganda to cover for the fact and distract attention for the fact what we learned and have been learning is that the FBI deliberately interfered in not one but two separate presidential elections. And, um, you know, the idea that the FBI, who laundered the Steele dossier back in 2016 through the courts, lied to a FISA court in order to extend their wiretaps that they never should have gotten in the first place, then in 2020 deliberately suppressed 
the Hunter Biden story. Remember, the FBI had the Hunter Biden laptop for a full year before the story broke. They knew all about it. They had all the emails, knew it was true, and yet put out there that it was Russian disinformation. I mean, and we see now with Twitter. I mean, went after Twitter until Twitter agreed to censor it and take it down. And Twitter was the most aggressive in doing so. That's unbelievable stuff. There have got to be repercussions for that, or, or we're not going to have a democracy. Why has no one gone to jail regarding all this? I don't know, but somebody should go to jail for it. And uh, we're going to have to have, clearly, a, a conversation about the future of the FBI and what it's doing in our, in our democracy. Uh, because that kind of power, the kind of power that they have is immense. And if they're going to use it in this way, um, then I have to say I think our constitutional order is not secure. And I'm very I, concerned. I think Mr. McCarthy is talking about something like a church-style committee. Uh, that would be a good, a good start. A church-style commission would be a necessary. I'm going to say it's a good start. Yeah. That that would be I, now again. I'm skeptical as to what that would actually entail and what the end result would be. I don't see anybody going to jail, although they mm-hmm. should. But yes, that would be a good start because it would require a lot more than just that. Uh, but this is him on Tucker Carlson, and he posted this to his Twitter, I guess. So, but this is a clip from Tucker Carlson of uh, him as well, and I think this is probably one of the most profound things I've heard any politician say. And I think this is one of the most uh, outspoken. I've ever seen on this particular subject. So we'll go ahead and play this. This is Josh Howley again. Yeah, well, I think that's because the liberal culture, what the message to young people is, the most you can aspire to in life is to be a consumer who sits in a cubicle in front of a computer all day and doesn't ask any questions and doesn't do anything meaningful with your life. And what we need to say to young men and young women, too, is just the opposite. Aspire to be something more than a consumer. And for young men, aspire to be something more than a consumer pornography. Aspire to actually create something in your life, like create a family, for instance. That is the, the, the single greatest act of rebellion, if you like, against the liberal culture that is that is suppressing people's desires, that is suppressing their potential, is to go out and actually engage in real relationships, get married, have a family, have kids, have your own ideas, and be, be a responsible member of society. I mean, this is what people are built to do. It's, and again, it's what young people want to do. They want to be challenged in this way. And I, I'm not going to, but obviously the, anybody that's listened for any amount of time knows that I could go on a, a long, extended tirade about that particular subject. But how many people do you know that that spend ridiculous amounts of time, uh, an entire weekend, on the couch looking at their phone as a consumer, and a, from from just a consumer aspect alone? More than I have fingers to count on. Right. So and. and I don't know that I'd say more do it than don't, but that's obviously, and and that's by design. And that's one of the things with uh, TikTok specifically that the people that engineered that have admitted that it it was created to suck people's productivity down, suck their time down and make them dumber because it's very, the majority of that is very low intelligence stuff. And then the way that it's designed, I don't have TikTok. Obviously we've watched videos from TikTok on here, but like, I've seen the way it works is that you scroll from these short clips from one to another that basically is to me not being a psychologist, obviously, but it seems like a form of ADD or it would make you have attention deficit disorder because you're jumping from boom, 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 boom. Like your brain's going all kinds of, you know, silly directions getting jerked all around from this, that, and the other. But it's the same semblance of just like video games back in the day with us, man, you look up and it's been three hours. Like where'd the time go? Like, I don't know, but you just wasted three hours. You could have been being doing something productive. And people, when they're immersed in this stuff, 
they they think that it's innocent. Like, oh yeah, I'll stop. I'll quit later. Like a drug addiction to to an extent. And and meanwhile, man, like you're, I wouldn't even say you're 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 treading water. Or you're spinning your wheels. You're going backwards. In fact, man, like this is this is extremely counterproductive. But then when you introduce the the pornography into the equation is exponentially worse because it has detrimental effects on your, and again, I'm not going to go on a huge tirade about this, but we've, we've covered ad nauseum in the past about the, um, the detrimental effects that it has on people's marriages and your, <coughs> pardon me, <coughs> long COVID and your, uh, your social interaction as a whole. And like, what he's saying right there is a semblance of many of the things I've said on here in the past, but these young people, that have grown up immersed in porn with a, the ability and the access to hardcore porn, pornography from such a young age, man, I, you're starting to see the ramifications of that now. And dude, testosterone is, is way, way down. Like it's exponential it's compared to the fifties to now. I mean, it's an, some reports are at least a 50% drop in testosterone levels. Hence the reason you see biological males walking around like you remember it was at first it kind of started out like the justin bieber style haircut but then oh, it got yeah. even worse though because they'll have like it was like across their face like it yeah, looked like talking about yeah basically dudes were walking around with this the the to be cliche about it the stereotypical quote-unquote karen style haircut like the the belligerent soccer mom that's gonna report to the man <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. it's kind of short and like spiked up in the back but then brushed over on the front like and that would be one reason for that man they grew up looking at porn therefore they have no desire to even find a, a female maid or reproduce or anything or start a family and again man that stuff is by design dude the influx in pornography in this country was driven uh, in my opinion by foreign powers and nefarious people, man, for that same, that same thing for a lack of productivity and um, to be to be detrimental to our our social our, our our social fabric in this country and what we are, what we have traditionally been, what we were supposed to be. But I, I think, and a lot of that, I, I don't I don't see how there's any coming back from that. And Buford would love to sit here and agree with me if he was feeling better. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I guess it's just going to be me talking. Right. It's okay. What's next? Yeah, we'll tie this all together, at least loosely anyway. This is on thehill.com, and I'll try to – we're going to just do a piece of this. Uh, when the FBI – again, I got a theme. The uh, Take number two. When the FBI attacks its critics – as conspiracy theorists, it's time to reform the Bureau. This is by Jonathan Turley. On the Hill, conspiracy theorists feeding the American public misinformation is a familiar attack line for anyone raising free speech concern over the FBI's role in social media censorship. What is different is that this attack came from the country's largest law enforcement agency, the FBI, and since the FBI has been combating, quote, disinformation, a major focus of its work the labeling of its critics is particularly menacing. And that's, if you're not aware, the FBI said that all the, the Twitter file stuff, that they were suppressing information and they had the back door into Twitter, which is all true. proven. Oh, absolutely. Unequivocally, without a shadow of a doubt, all that stuff is true and been proven. Their, their response mm -hmm. is... Disinformation. Yeah, that's, that's a conspiracy. Yeah. Which you would think that by now they would use a different term because really... 
especially in relation to them, the term conspiracy just means, hey, man, in six months you'll be proven right. So, Or maybe a year. But 50 years ago, the Watergate scandal provoked a series of events that transformed not only the presidency but federal agencies like the FBI. Americans demanded answers about the involvement of the FBI and other federal agencies in domestic politics. Ultimately, Congress not only investigated the FBI, but later impaneled the Church Committee to investigate a host of other abuses by intelligence agencies. A quick review of recent disclosures and controversies shows ample need for a new church committee. But that'll never happen. That part I, might, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. But people demanding answers, I don't know, because I don't know how many people really know what's going on. Or really are that in tune to it. Well, dude, you've got a few a few good people in Congress that, it, like, like Holly, that was... Uh, and you've... <coughs> And it's a numbers game. They know that they're going to have to address some issues. <coughs> Dang, man. And because of Elon Musk putting so much extreme exposure on what they've been doing, it is a popular theme. Hence the reason the FBI would even respond to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it was something that they can compl- could completely sweep under the rug, they never even would have released a response. But they had to say something. And so that tells you that at least to some extent the needle's moving. And the what they can count on is the public's lack of uh, perseverance and short attention span. But the, uh, so Kevin McCarthy, as Holly said, Kevin McCarthy saying that we might need to have an investigation like this. And so Kevin McCarthy knows that his popularity is low. The voters don't want him to be yeah. the speaker. He knows this, but the, the connections he's, he's, he's got the money, the backing of the party and the connections that, it, that that is secured, but he's also going to have to try to remain so, maintain some kind of semblance of legitimacy with the voters, um, <coughs> and keep appearances up. And he's also got to try to stay on Trump's good side as well. In my opinion, that that was their retort that is conspiracy theory. Yet here we are, uh, back on the Gateway Pundit, for the first time this week, not today, <clears throat> breaking, and this is. The latest uh, Twitter file drop. Another Twitter files drop. How Twitter rigged the COVID debate. We all knew this. Yeah. It, well, the people that that had a half a brain knew this. Um, Elon Musk on Monday released another Twitter files drop. How Twitter rigged the COVID debate by censoring info that was true but inconvenient to U.S. government policy by discrediting doctors and other experts who disagreed by suppressing ordinary users, including some sharing the CDC's own data. And so one of the things right there, just in those those three bullet points, by discrediting doctors and other experts who disagreed, and I'd talked about this back then at the time, you know, because people were telling me that, like, oh, well, I, I trust my doctor. I, you know, the, the information that my doctor has, like, well, where's your doctor getting that information? This was my, my retort, dude, two years ago, is that where's your doctor getting the information? Yeah. Because they're suppressing information. You can't find any extracurricular information outside of what the government's already cleaned, scrubbed, and deemed acceptable for you to see. So that's probably what your doctor's going off of. And it was. But see, so many, including doctors, have changed their tune on this. My doctor never even mentioned my annual checkup this year. Like, he did the year before. Oh, I don't ask why you don't have your COVID vaccine. Like, I just haven't got it. Uh, Were you going to get it? No, maybe. Of course, the answer is no. I just want to be left alone. He didn't even ask this year. 
So he he didn't even mention it at all. We'll see. Mine's coming up in the middle of February. Are you going to get the prostate check? Maybe. Yeah, you probably yeah. should. You know, it's better safe than sorry. I'm getting close to that age. How old are you? Forty-two. Oh yeah, you definitely should be getting that done uh, biannually, if that means twice a year. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> doctor, I can feel your ring. <laughs> That's my wristwatch. I'm sorry. As I'll long s- as I'm not getting it, and he has both of his hands on my shoulders. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> we better just stop there, dude, before you get in trouble. <clears throat> if nobody laughed, then. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I can't even remember how to pronounce this guy's name. I'm, you do it. Go for it. David, I don't know. Zwiggy. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, uh, I, and I'm, I can't remember. He's one of the ones that are releasing this too. So uh, Twitter files, how Twitter rigged the COVID debate. So those three bullet points, let's go to the next one. Uh, so far, the Twitter files have focused on evidence of Twitter's secret blacklist, how the company functioned as a kind of a subsidiary to the FBI, and how executives rewrote the platform's rules to accommodate their own political desires. <coughs> Scroll down. What we have yet to cover is COVID. This reporting for the free press is one piece of that important story. The United States government pressured Twitter and other social media platforms to elevate certain content and suppress other content about COVID-19. Internal files at Twitter that I viewed while on assignment for the FP showed that both the Trump and Biden administrations directly pressed Twitter executives to moderate the platform's pandemic content according to their wishes. (coughs) At the onset of the pandemic, according to the meeting notes, the Trump administration was especially concerned about panic buying. They came in, they came looking for help from the tech companies to combat misinformation about runs on grocery stores, but there were runs on grocery stores. The Trump White House, specifically Michael... Kratzios led the Trump administration's calls for help from the tech companies to combat misinformation. Areas of focus included conspiracies around 5G cell towers, runs on grocery stores, and misinformation that could stoke panic buying and behaviors. (coughs) It wasn't just Twitter. The meetings with Trump White House were also attended by Google, Facebook, Microsoft, and others. There's a lot to this. When the Biden administration took over, one of their first meeting requests with Twitter executives was on COVID. The focus was on anti-vaxxer accounts. Go back up. Just a little bit. Especially Alex Berenson. Mm. In the summer... (coughs) Man, pardon me. I'm so sorry. (coughs) That'll be the last one. I promise. In the summer of 2021, President Biden said social media companies were killing people for allowing vaccine misinformation. Berenson was suspended hours after Biden's comments and kicked off the platform the following month. Berenson sued and then settled with Twitter. In the legal process, Twitter was compelled to release certain internal communications which showed direct White House pressure on the company to take action on... I don't remember this, Berenson. I don't remember that. 
December 2022 summary of meetings with the White House by Lauren Colbertson. Twitter's head of U.S. public policy adds new evidence to the White House's pressure campaign and cements that it repeatedly attempted to directly influence the platform. Colbertson wrote that the Biden team was very angry that Twitter had not been more aggressive in deplatforming multiple accounts. They wanted Twitter to do more. Twitter executives did not fully capitulate to the Biden team's wishes. An extensive review of internal communications at the company revealed employees often debating moderation cases in great detail and with more care than was shown by the government toward free speech. But Twitter did suppress views, many from doctors and scientific experts that conflicted with the official positions of the White House because that's science. As a result, legitimate findings and questions would have extended the public debate went missing. There were three serious problems with Twitter's process. First, much of the content moderation was conducted by bots trained on machine learning and AI impressive in their engineering, <coughs> yet still too crude for such nuanced work. Remember that. Go, go, go back up for a second. Because this is going to come in a later story, too. First, much of the content moderations were conducted by bots trained on machine learning and AI. Remember that. All right, go down. Second, contractors in places like the Philippines also moderated content. They were given decision trees to aid in the process, but tasking non-experts to adjudicate tweets on complex topics like myocarditis and mask efficacy data was destined for a significant error rate. Third, most importantly, the buck stopped with higher-level employees at Twitter who chose the inputs for the bots and decision trees and subjectively decided escalated cases and suspensions. As it is with all people and institutions, there was individual and collective bias. COVID, this bias bent heavily toward establishment dogmas. Inevitably, dis dissident yet legitimate cont content was labeled as misinformation and the accounts of doctors and others suspended both for tweeting opinions, demonstrably true information. And it goes on and on with stuff that we, that, that man, that, that was a big one. I was not aware that that was that much, but, which again, we knew that that was going on. But when Josh Howley's saying that you're talking about the FBI's involvement and the Russia hoax and everything else that they've been involved in, that was the conduit of, of which the government was, was communicating <clears throat> with, with Twitter or one of them. And, uh, this is this is the type of things that they do, you know what I mean? Like this 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 is science. This is for the public good, you know, the whole nine yards. And at this at this point, how could you trust any of these institutions, any of the social media companies? How could you trust any of them? And remember, these social media companies, uh, Facebook, Instagram. TikTok, all of them, YouTube, are harvesting all of your information. And not only that, they're aiding and abetting the people that are they're assisting in um, election rigging. So it, you saw where it talked about personal bias. Yeah. So like I've said in the past, you know, the people that aren't political, when politics and political opinion and political leaning is dictating information about your personal health and medical decisions. 
that is the biggest and strongest indication that at this point, <coughs> absolutely everything is political, everything. And so I think that people, and that, that's applicable to, to what I was, I was always talking about, Facebook and otherwise, when you look at the affiliations of the, of the social media companies, just like happened here, do you think they have your best interest in mind? No. no. They have harvesting your data in mind, which is that, and then manipulating the system to the degree that they already have and have been proven to have done. <clears throat> but here is CIA shill. And just, dude, man about town. I mean, this guy is um, the world's most interesting man. <laughs> He is. He's over hanging out with Zelensky. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's like Forrest Gump. He's pretty much always at the epicenter of current events. And therefore, I really think that his opinion is important. The CIA does because they're the ones behind this, pushing this. And this guy is so irrelevant, dude. And I know that, that, that Sean Penn has been in plenty of movies, but I just remember him as Spicoli from Fast Time at Ridgemont High. That, I never saw it. Dude, you shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. I haven't saw it. Well, Buford wouldn't have seen it either, but um, let me get that headline. Where are we at? TheDailyWire.com. Sean Penn says, being unvaccinated is criminal, and those people shouldn't leave their homes. Don't, don't, don't. <clears throat> you should be ashamed of yourself. A vow leftist, Sean Penn, has a strong position when it comes to unvaccinated people and how they should behave. The 62-year-old actor recently made his feelings known while speaking with Extra. When asked by the interviewer how he felt about anti-vaccine rhetoric, Penn replied, It's cowardice of conviction. I think that is an unwillingness to engage in a culture of common sense that at this point it seems criminal to me, actually. He continued, I really feel that if someone chooses not to be vaccinated, they should choose to stay home, not go to work, not have a job. As long as we're all paying for these streets, we got to ride safely on them. And I'm, and so I'm just hopeful that the mindset will change. Penn said, leadership seems to be on board, but hopes to get everyone on the same page about COVID vaccines. His statements come on the heel of a report which found that the majority of individuals who contracted COVID and died were vaccinated. Go back up a little bit. I'm just confused here. Don't go to work. Don't have a job. As long as we are all paying for these streets. Well, dude, if I'm unvaccinated and I'm working, I'm helping pay for the streets too. Yeah. So how does that work? Number one. Number two, we got to ride safely on them. So Sean Penn is the guy that's riding in the car with a mask on. Yeah, I saw somebody the other day with a mask and gloves on in the car by themselves. Better safe than sorry. Well, yeah. It's so dumb. And Sean Penn's one of them. Don't get a job. Don't go to work. Stay home. Hmm. That's Sean Penn. Now, this is one of the most chilling things I've seen in a long time, and I'm going to get in hot water a little bit probably with some people maybe. I don't know. Hit me with the next one. Um. But I, I've never been a big fan of uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. What about you? How do you feel about that guy? Um, I guess I was uninformed. It. I mean, he, back in the what was it early in the nineties? Maybe I thought maybe he was doing something for Israel, but I guess he never. And really, he's probably done plenty of good things. 
But I don't know, man. He always seemed like a little this weird. stuff is stupid. No, this stuff is freaking creepy right here. So uh, this is Benjamin Netanyahu, the the Prime Minister of of uh, Israel. So we will just that is the vernacular. That's the term they use for him. He's the Prime Minister, yeah, right? Yeah, I guess he is again. I thought he wasn't for a while, but yeah, yeah, he just got back in. So. Uh, this is him talking about a, uh, well, listen, th- this is talking about COVID stuff. So this is two minutes and 20 seconds, and we'll dissect it afterwards. One example, so you'll see, because I don't want to bore you with uh, detailed detailed plans, I, I, uh, but they are detailed in my mind. Um, we came out of COVID first. I described that in my book, my conversations with Albert Bourla, Pfizer, and I persuaded him to give tiny Israel uh the, the necessary vaccines to get us out first from the COVID. And the reason I could do that is because we have a database, 98%, a medical database, 98% of our population has digitized medical records and little card. And anywhere you go in any hospital in Israel, north, south, doesn't make any difference. Boom, you punch it in and you know everything about this patient for the last 20 years. I said, we'll use that to tell you whether these vaccines, what do they do to people, not individual people, not with their individual identities, but statistically, what does it do to people with, uh, uh, you know, with uh, meningitis? What does it do to people with high blood pressure? What is it? You know, you want to know that. So Israel became, if you will, the the lab for Pfizer, and that's how we did it. We got it out, and we gave the information to the world. Not only it's been published in medical magazines and so on. So he said what everybody here on our side has said. This entire time, what what did you did you hear what you just said? He said that Israel was the lab for oh, Pfizer. Yeah. Better them than us, I guess. Um, that's a database we have. I intend to bring on that base database of medical personal medical records for entire population a genetic database genomes. Okay, give me a saliva sample volunteer, but I'm sure most people would do it. Maybe we'll pay them. Now we have a genetic record on a medical record. Pause that again. I'm sorry. To a certain degree, I get the digitized medical records. For I get the yeah. personal benefit to that. I understand that. I don't necessarily like my medical records being in a digitized system that has can easily be hacked. Been proven over and over and over because, and look, oh, what's somebody going to do with it? Doesn't matter. That's my information. Yeah. And just like we're talking about personal data, we know how badly these companies want this information, how badly these governments want this information. Why? I don't know. Well, Is it, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, like genetic-wise, you know, I mean, I, I've heard this before. Um, we've probably even talked about it on here before, but like, was it like 23andMe, all these companies? Yes. They're collecting your information and they're selling it to what China? Yes. What do you think China's going well, to do? Well, China's with it? buying out a lot yeah. of those companies. Too. So, but you know, I I would guarantee that they're going to take this information and use it to make manufacture biological weapons, viruses that are more susceptible to certain, you know, yeah, absolutely your genetics. And, and wouldn't you imagine somebody that's Jewish would? <laughs> That would register and ring some bells. Yeah, yeah. But, but he just said, I believe people would just yeah, do it, not, but we'll maybe we would pay him. If you have to pay somebody 
that benefit is to you because you're getting a rate of return. The benefit isn't to the person receiving the money. The benefit to them is the money. Because so they're selling you their saliva and their genetic data. Which No. Hell no. Hell no, dude. But we're not done yet. Go ahead. Of a robust population, it's got, you have to have diversified populations. We have people from 100 lands. This is a very powerful engine. Now, now let uh, pharma companies, let medical companies, let them run algorithms on this database, okay? I'm telling you right away that I'll give preference for a few years to Israeli firms, but you can create, and then to the world, but you can create, uh, you know, a biotechnological industry that is un- unheard of right now, unheard of, unimagined even. Uh, and, and these are just sort of the examples. So we can become a lot, stave off Iran, become a light onto the nations in uh, groundbreaking. One exa- and, and so he's talking about biotech companies and pharmaceutical companies. So what we know from the stuff we've not only we've just covered today, but we've covered in the past the government suppressed the information about COVID, the pharmaceutical companies, the vaccine. They suppressed that. Yeah. They strategically suppressed it. <clears throat> the information's there. That's not conspiratorial. That's not conspiracy, period. That's This is bona fide fact. They did that. Why did they do it? Because they knew that, number one, that it, with, in short order, they knew that it was not effective. And... I think in short order and in some of the clinical trials that now, you know, the, the data that's been out for some time, especially with uh, women's reproductive systems, they knew that this was hurting people. They knew that it, there, there was having some extreme side effects. So they suppressed information to continue to get people to get it, even though they knew that it didn't work right. Why would you do that? So those people aren't trustworthy with anything. And now you're going to give them all your information. Why on earth? With this idiot, and that's what I'm calling Benjamin Netanyahu, is an absolute idiot and a scumbag for that. A scumbag. If you, dude, being who you are and everything historically with the Jews, and you are this stupid or this, what you are is corrupt. Yeah, he's getting paid. Oh, he's a globalist now. And so here's the thing, dude. You would be that damn screwed up to form a genetic database of those people Dude, you you could not pay me enough to get my genetic data and me give it to you. Give it to, to companies that have done what these people have done. No companies. You don't need my genetic data. Leave me alone. Yeah. yeah and here's an idea. Stop making stuff in laboratories and we wouldn't have to worry about it. But see, like you already said, it's biological warfare. And yes, dude, we've demonstrated on here how, we've covered rather, how they're able to acclimate these biologically these engineered viruses in laboratories towards specific genetic code. Dude, I can't even imagine the fine nuances they can break that down into. They've been funded with limitless amounts of money. So there's no telling what they can do. And it, it, it just blows my mind, man, that, uh, that this would even be any kind of consideration. I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, man. This is the direction that we've been moving for some time. But, dude, and like he said, and I have to agree with him, like plenty of people just follow right. in lockstep, dude, and be so, – I cannot believe that people are, are this – I'm just in shock, man. Um, 
and plenty of people have come around on the COVID vaccines, man. People that that came at me sideways, you know, with kind of uh, animosity that I wasn't going to get that and my opinions on it. I was all kinds of things, but even now they agree with me. So, and the loan holdout on uh, the Zelensky argument has came around too. So now they admit that he's a scumbag. It's a miracle. Miracles do happen. Yeah. It was a Christmas miracle. Christmas miracle. <clears throat> yeah, dude, I don't know. I, I thought that that was, uh, that's probably one of the biggest stories we have tonight, man. That That is pretty, pretty disturbing to me. But hey, listen, call us next week and, uh, or email us and we can set up a call. Tell us what you think about it, dude. If you think that a genetic database is a good idea for there or here, because dude, you know, that's coming here. Give us a call and tell us what you think about it. Email us and we'll get you the number. It's over there on the board, but I can't see it from here because my feet are kicked up. I'm in Buford's chair. My feet are in my chair. You got the number? 561-363-6060. And that'll be, what's next Thursday? We'll be here Thursday. Um, well, that'll be uh, 2023. Oh, it will be. That will be January the 5th. Yeah, mark your calendars. Email us. We'll give you the details, too, if you don't want to just call up. But, God. yeah, what's that? You know it'll be in the news cycle then. Oh, January 6th. Yeah. Oh, the anniversary. <laughs> yeah, that's all it's yeah. going to be on. Oh, yeah, what, was it, what was that headline earlier? That So, they uh, they, they actually they disbanded and dropped the subpoena, subpoena. against Trump, but <laughs> yeah. they still made the criminal charges, which yeah. are, are going to amount to a big fat pile of not jack poop. <laughs> so, yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> what's next yeah so speaking of Zelensky this look man this is becoming a recurring theme here lately having uh, Turtle McConnell on our show um, man he looks so bad so bad how do these people live to be so long or? oh there was something that I was just thinking about to, to say on that last story real quick dude um, hold that thought when they're talking about the genetic database, database it was like a, a meme I saw dude and it, it's really profound honestly but talking about like all the years you know that science has worked on uh you know a cure for cancer empty-handed hiv you know aids really empty-handed and so many other things dude but you came up with a, a you know this new virus comes out it's a oh it's the world ending virus and you know they they tried this crap with zika and H1N1, bird flu, all that crap. Man, they've tried this in the past, yeah. and they didn't really have the ability to pull it off to the extent that they did, and they didn't have the need to pull to pull it off to the extent that they did when they needed to get Donald Trump out of office. But you you came up with a cure for this in a matter of months. Dude, come on. If pe people use your brains, the, these people ain't capable, man. Like, you, you can... That's the thing, dude. If... It's like so many things in life, dude, how like you, nah, I'm trying to say this word doesn't come out and sound screwed up, but like people reinforce stuff that's, that's obviously not true just to make people feel good and say safe, but it's kind of the same semblance of that, dude. Like you have to call it science because it's not scientific because now I think it's pretty well, <laughs> damn it. Sorry, geez Louise. Next week, I will not be doing that. Finally, I'll be over it. Hey, I got the RSV two times in a row, by the way. So, yeah, long COVID. 
but I think what I was saying was um, they've turned basically what it is they they've turned the word science to mean dopey dumb dumb yeah. stuff like not science play school Fisher Price <laughs> you know what I mean yeah whatever they wanted to mean whatever yeah name some other kid brands go Mattel. ahead oh, Mattel I don't know yeah there you go Mattel was it what else Power Wheels okay anyway back to, back to Mitch McConnell I just had to finish that thought I apologize like I told you it would be fragmented today so here is Mitch McConnell celebrating the pa- and this actually just passed it got signed by the uh, fake president uh, the Stupid. yeah the big omnibus bill uh, with 45 another 45 billion for Ukraine now he was in Congress with his oh, flag yeah, which is an absolute yeah. disgrace yeah and a hundred billion dollars Still not enough. He needs more. Because oh, they're extorting us. What's he want, $5 billion a month or something like that? I mean, do you feel obligated? To, I don't feel obligated to give no. the guy anything. Um, I feel obligated to soccer kick that little twerp right in his freaking vagina. You know, really, you haven't even been hearing much on the news lately about what's, what's I mean, really, what's going on? How's, yeah, dude, what's progressing? Like, uh, I know what's progressing is the amount of money we're sending. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying, like, no, as far as the, the the conflict itself, yeah, yeah. the uh, <coughs> yeah, you would think that there would be a little more reporting on, on any of that. Like there would be, it, like there was in yeah. Iraq and Afghanistan, especially. It's kind of comparing the time frames. Yeah, this deep in progress was being made. Everything was being documented X, Y, and Z. And that's a good point. It's not happening here, but this is. Uh, this is the most, arguably the most powerful Republican right now. Uh, Republican, you know, quote unquote Republican. Mitch McConnell on the passage of said bill. Making sure the Defense Department can deal <clears throat> with the major threats coming from Russia and China, providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. That's the number one priority for the United States right now, according to most Republicans. That's sort of how we see the th- challenges confronting uh, the country at the moment. I don't care about what's going on no. over there. I mean, no, I, I, game, I, game's over. Y'all stole enough money to pad your pockets. F them guys. That... Look, man, forget about it. The, the the way I see it, dude, is our our the stuff going on at the border is oh, just yeah, got, has ridiculous. gotten exponentially worse by you know by the minute. You, you would say month to month, exactly month to month, but no, it is. It's by the minute. Like literally, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. There was footage that came out of a woman out somewhere in in, in the close proximity to El Paso. It may have been in El Paso where a lot of this is going on, and she had spent thirteen thousand uh, dollars. You know. Uh, securing her house because so much bad stuff's been going on down there. People's homes are getting broken into. And <coughs> she's got security cameras. And so you see a group of five or six illegals come up and they start kicking the door, prying at the door, prying the windows. They, did, they didn't make it in. No, they needed to start shooting them and dropping them dead right there. 
It's time for the to end. Oh, and I, I would say that with one stipulation. A lot of people, oh, kill them all. Like I'm not saying kill them all, but if they're coming onto your property trying to break into your house, absolutely, they need to have a bullet put between. Oh, absolutely, their head, without period. a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, like, but and and what I was gonna say, and I've said it on on your before. You know, a lot of people, oh, you know, uh, kill them as they come across. Like the unfortunate thing about that is, and we've shown the drugged out children and everything else. These children are unfortunately stuck in the middle of this disgusting game. And I don't want the children here either. I prefer that they stay where they came from. But you, you, the, the children, in my opinion, are always going to be hands-off because it's not their fault. And those the sickos that bring them over here. And one of my questions would be, what is it? I think around 450,000 kids go missing a year. How many of them are them? Where, where are they going? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, this is a serious question. I mean, this is not a rhetorical question. That's In your mind, point. because I'm about to go off on a rabbit trail. Here we go. Tirade, tirade engaged. <clears throat> where are they going? Like, what, if you had to guess, not knowing anything about anything, I don't know what they're... I don't, uh, I don't, I'll, I'll definitely tell you what my suspicions are. Sex trafficking? That kind yeah, of stuff? They, oh, it has to be sex trafficking. But to who? Who? Yeah. To, okay. To where? It, 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 look, dude, if you're selling widgets... Dude, you just built a million widgets and you sold them. You built a million more. The widgets are going somewhere. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, you built 450,000 widgets last year. This year, you built another 450,000. Why? Because you sold 450,000 yeah. last year. You could argue that you would make even more. You might double that yeah. because you sold them all last year. The widgets went somewhere. Where'd they go? Somebody bought them. Where? I'm trying not to cuss. Yeah. Where are they at? That's a good point. The the leaked DNC emails from 2016 campaign, John Podesta's emails, which initiated the whole Pizzagate thing. Yeah. We've talked about it before. They were using terminology that, look, I was just reading a story about a, a, someone in law enforcement that got busted because they were sending emails using that same vernacular talking about pizza. That's how they got caught last week. Last week, yeah. they got caught because they were talking about pizza. They were already under suspicion, but that's, that's the vernacular they're using. It helped get them caught. That's the terminology they were using in those emails. They were going to these spirit cooking party things in Chicago, mm -hmm. talking about sending the pizza to Chicago. So they're just always moving them around. Why, why would? Let, but no, let, let's just take a page out of the leftist playbook. No, there, that's there's nothing. This is not anything like that. Then what is it? Who who's talking yeah. about bringing pizza from D.C. to Chicago? Who would yeah. who would yeah. do that? Yeah. Chicago's supposed to have the great deep, the, yeah, the, the deep dish the, pie yeah. or whatever it is. So maybe that's Detroit. I don't know. That's anyway, Chicago is it? Yeah, the, the, the you know the deep dish. That's yeah. that kind of New York's accent. But I work with a moron from Chicago. But uh, anyways, hopefully he'll be gone soon. And I mean that in more ways than one. <laughs> but but anyway, uh, that's not nice, and it wasn't meant to be. But the thing is, man, like. The Democrats are so big. They, they've built this massive facility down there. It's going to be completed on like January 10th. This gargantuan facility, a processing facility. But see, Title 42 just got extended yeah. temporarily by the Supreme Court. They weren't accounting for that. Gorsuch, by the way, sided with the Democrats. <laughs> so, here's the thing. And I've thought this for a long time. Why... 
are the and and look at it, man. Like, and, and we'll have him on in just a few minutes. A few minutes. The the that uh, wacko Richard Levine from the Health and Human oh Services. He's always talking about the children. The, they, he was talking about the street kids last year. We covered that. Like, oh well, these street kids need a place to go and. Look, man, a lot of those those kids that wind up homeless, especially at a young age, are coming across our southern border. You're exploiting them. You're doing it on purpose. This It's the same as all the stuff we're talking about. This isn't conspiracy. You are advocating to illegally bring them here, spitting in the face of all Americans, and spitting in the face of our laws, everything, to bring them here. Why? Why are you doing that with the children? Outside of you're diluting our society, you're diluting our votes, and you have a long-term plan, but why are you fixated on the children? Why are these whack jobs, special, uh, you know, these these diversity hires fixated on these illegal immigrants? You're the perverted ones. Why are the perverted ones so fixated on it? Do you do they know where these kids are going? Probably. Look, dude, this may turn some people off. People may not like me saying stuff like this. People may disagree. My question is this, dude. This is what I think. Have you ever had caviar? No. Me either. Because it looks gross. It sounds disgusting. It's something that extremely wealthy people yeah. do. It's expensive. It's nasty. It can't taste good. I think that when you achieve so much power and wealth, in a lot of instances, and look, man, throughout the entirety of history, how many different cultures have drank blood of their enemy and done crazy, whacked-out stuff? Look, and I'm not saying that these people do do that. What I'm saying is, do does Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, these people that willfully, they ignore the will of the people happily, gleefully, do they not act like this is a monarchy to an extent? Like, they, we're serfs, they're elite. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I think that, that the perverted stuff with the kids, like what was in those emails, I think it's like caviar to them, dude. Like, we don't understand it. Like, I don't understand why you'd eat that nasty crap. Like, I think when they get so, like, nothing trips their fancy. I don't know, man. I just think, I mean, I don't think I've ever talked about this here before, man. It sounds whacked out. Yeah. I get it. But, oh, dude, makes sense. you tell me where these kids are going. Like, I, I, it, and I'm not saying, oh, this is the only, I'm not saying this is the only answer that makes sense. What I'm saying is, the people that you could have a reasonable suspicion of based off those emails are the ones advocating to bring massive amounts of unaccompanied minors here, and they keep doing it, and they keep bringing more. Where are all these children going? They're flying them around in the dead of the night, placing them in all these different areas. There's zero record of what's going on. Nobody knows a damn thing about it. Where are they going? What are you doing? That's my question. I don't know how I got onto that from this, but that's my spiel on that. But speaking of the however many uh, billions of dollars omnibus bill that just passed, this is uh, one of the only halfway decent people in the Senate, uh, Senator Rand Paul, on that bill. You would think that a looming recession, spurred largely by exorbitant government spending, would give this Congress pause. But instead of taking a minute to consider what a responsible federal government budget looks like, we are instead placed behind the barrel of a gun, forcing us to choose between 
letting government expire, or blindly passing a $1.7 trillion spending package that not only does not balance, but in fact spends over 10% more than last year. How does Congress spend taxpayers' money? Well, here's just a few examples of how your government currently spends money. We found that they spent last year $2.3 million injecting beagles with cocaine. It seems that they were curious, their researchers were curious, despite the pain they inflicted on these dogs, they were curious to know if cocaine causes adverse effects. Guess what, read the newspaper, read the news, look at the addicts across our country. You think you need to inject beagles with cocaine to know that cocaine's a bad deal. $700,000 was spent to study how male parrots attract their mate. Really? We've got people who go hungry in our country. We got people that are trying to get out from behind poverty and we're spending $700,000 studying how male parrots attract a female. We spent $187,000 to study whether or not dogs help kids cope. Of course they do. Ask any pet owner. Any pet owner could have told you and we would have saved the taxpayer $187,000. We spent $118,000 to study if a metal replica, a robot of Marvel Comics' evil warlord Thanos could snap his fingers. $118,000, really. They apparently hired some dude to wear metal gloves and then try to snap his fingers. You know what? They found out that it's impossible to make a snapping sound with metal fingers. So robots of the world, be warned, it's hard to snap your fingers. So they say the, the num- statistically speaking, the number one causation of divorce in our country for the longest time is, is money. Disagreements yeah. on money. Could you imagine if your wife was obviously not that particular, those particular things, was that reckless with money? <laughs> like that would yeah. be divorced 10 times over. And so we're forced to endure this. Injecting be- beagles with cocaine and like, You know, like when, when uh, in Jim Carrey's, uh, what is it, uh, Ace Ventura, when he goes to the Looney Band, and he's yeah. dancing in the tutu and stuff like that. Like literally, if you were to peek into some of these these quote unquote scientific laboratories, and like it would basically look like the same thing, like the insane running the asylum and people run around in tutus injecting beagles with. Like, who would think that you're paying any money, ten dollars yeah. to inj- the taxpayer shouldn't pay any money. For an experiment like that what and just he said it better than anybody could like yeah anybody with common sense would know that's a bad thing why would we be t- paying to do this and so <coughs> congress where th- this should be something that every it should be all hands on deck if any of the people up there are doing their job like wait what this is real like we got to look into this this has to be solved and we got to put a stop to this it looks like he's talking to an empty chamber 
it, it, I, don't, I, I don't know just by the way the camera's oriented, but, I mean, it is a possibility that's relatively empty, sure. But the thing is, if any of them were there for the reasons that they're elected, there, there's no yeah. voter. So if you go up to the most staunch liberal and say, hey, did you know the federal government is paying however much it was he said in excess of $100,000, if I'm not mistaken, um, 118000 to study him yeah. if Thanos could snap his fingers in a metal suit. Are you cool with that? No, if, if you're asked that objectively, you know what I mean, without any any predetermined bias of what political affiliation or anything like that, 10 out of 10 times, people are going to say that's absolutely stupid. That's, yeah. that's dumb. And even your most staunch leftist, because they, you know what I mean, like the PETA types, they don't want you freaking harming animals. I don't want you harming animals. That's absolutely disgusting. It's appalling on, on many levels. <coughs> but... At what but you know, tarring and feathering used to be a thing. At what point do the American people say this is enough and toss these rotten bastards out on their head? Dude, this is it, at some point this has to stop. Either the people stop it, we run out of money, society collapses, whatever the case may be. How long can we allow this to continue? This is absolute insanity. And you realize this is just a drop in the oh, bucket. Yeah. It's way worse than that. That's nothing compared to the big scheme of things. And so that was a uh, what however many billions they just passed. But think about it. Out of a hundred billion sent to that one country alone, not even counting all the other foreign aid we dole out in a year's time off the taxpayers' freaking back. You know the the racist yeah. guy that the, they they continually berate constantly and demand more of constantly on in all facets. How? Could, especially when, when you're looking at the, the amount of biolabs that are proven now to be in Ukraine that they said didn't exist. How much of this type of garbage, you know, with, with Anthony Fauci having the, the beagle, they love beagles. They love oh, to yeah. experiment on beagles. I mean, they, I'm sorry, they hate beagles. They love to experiment yeah. on them. They hate them. I wonder what a beagle ever did to, to them. But they Remember, they had the, 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 the flies. Yeah. Like the malaria, sand fleas, yeah, and all, yeah, it's disgusting. Do say they they had them in their heads, yeah, their heads were uh, like encapsulated in, or rather, they had a net on them, but they were like were uh, laid on their side and like strapped down so they couldn't move and just letting the this bug that had what malaria or whatever just sit there and basically eat them alive. What kind of human being would sit there and 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 go through that experiment and do that and, and set that experiment up? You cannot tell me individual. that exactly, dude. If think about if that was if there's a movie, you would be the most rotten, evil villain that existed for doing something like that. Like you would think that that was pure fiction, but it's not. And Anthony Fauci freaking paid for that crap. So there you have it. <coughs> but again, and that's the same people that spent money to, to, to suppress information from you. you and, and just like Netanyahu said, this uh, Israelis were the, they were the lab rats of the pharmaceutical yeah. companies, of Pfizer. I, I made it so that they were the lab rats of, of the pharmaceutical companies. Do you think they give any? Did they have or him have any more compassion for his people than they do for those beagles? If no. you do, you'd be an idiot. He said he knowingly let them experiment on them. And he did. And now he wants their genetic data to give to people like that, to spend money in fashion like this. Hell no. What's next? 
Oh, yeah, speaking of Ukraine. <coughs> We're back on Breitbart. I'm almost, I'm a little tired about talking about this guy for some reason. I don't like his face. It's stupid looking. Victor Bout, the merchant of death, freed by Biden, visits Ukraine. I say this on Breitbart. Russian arms dealer Victor Bout, the infamous merchant of death, exchanged for basketball player Brittany Griner in a controversial prisoner swap by the Biden administration two weeks ago. I think that Buford had even kind of predicted this. Visited the Russian-occupied Ukrainian city of Luhansk on Saturday to attend a political event. According to Russian state media, Bout was there for the ceremonial opening of a branch office of the fervently nationalist pro-Kremlin Liberal Democratic Party of Russia. Bout is a strong supporter of the Ukrainian invasion who told Russian state media last week that he thought Vladimir Putin should have invaded long ago. So that worked out well. Another success for the Biden administration. You you can't be that dumb. That had to be planned. There, I mean... I, I disagree. Like they, I think it's a combination of both. I think they can be that dumb. Part of it, and and th- this could be. So I mean, just think, there we're s- spending what hundred billion we've sent to Ukraine so far for aid to help them fight Russia. We let the Russian merchant of death, this international arms dealer, go to Russia, who's fighting a war for an angel. U- the, yeah. we we exchange for an well, angel. Yeah, who's fighting Russia? Who, who has the voice of an angel, by the yeah. way? A male angel that got kicked in the. But anyways, so. We let him go back to Russia. So now he's in Ukraine. No, he's just there to celebrate. Oh, yeah, he sure he is. He's just, he's just there to celebrate the opening of this, this branch office or whatever and, it was. Or and then about. we send what aid to Iran, who sends drones to Russia to help fight Ukraine. It's just a perfect, no, it's it's all a the, perfect circle, man. It's, all it's a the, circle of life. It is a circle of life for them. That's how they, it's a circle of their financial life yeah. for damn sure. But no, I just want to talk about another um, great success of the Biden administration. It worked out well. And uh, A plus, A plus, A plus. Yes. And lastly, in this section, it's all about the privacy. This is, uh, what are we on here? I can't see the... Uh, technologyreview.com. And so earlier when we were talking about the artificial intelligence and the information suppression, this is the headline. A Roomba, which if the people that don't know what a Roomba is, a Roomba is the little vacuum that just, I think it like bumps into stuff and vacuums and just kind of goes around like a little robot vacuum in your floor because it's really too much to ask people to stand up up and plug in. And now they got cordless ones too, so... Uh, it's a lot to ask to vacuum your own car, but man, get a robot to do that. It's like Rosie from... Uh, yeah. A Roomba recorded a woman on the toilet. How did screenshots end up on Facebook? In the fall of 2020, gig workers in Venezuela posted a series of images to online forums where they gathered to talk shop. The photos were mundane, if sometimes intimate, household scenes captured from low angles, including some you really want wouldn't want shared on the internet. And one particularly revealing shot, a young woman in a lavender t-shirt sits on the toilet, her shorts pulled down to mid-thigh. Is she hot? (laughs) (laughs) The images were not taken by a person, but by development versions of the iRobot's Roomba J7 series robot vacuum. They were then sent to Scale AI, a startup that contracts workers around the world to label audio, photo, and video data used to train artificial intelligence. 
They were the sorts of scenes that internet-connected devices regularly capture and send back to the cloud, though usually with stricter storage and access controls. Hold that thought. I'm sorry this is just coming into my head because I saw it yesterday. The New York Post had it. I saw the headline. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but be careful. You could damage your laptop by putting tape over the camera. They don't, they don't like, they don't want you to cover it. Exactly. Because you, everything, your phone is the worst. It's absolute. I know this about my phone. I don't know what changed, but it's gotten a lot worse. I'll just leave it at that. Well, I know on mine every <laughs> once in a while, like in the upper uh, right hand corner around where the battery usage is, there'll be a, like a little green light comes on. And if you, I take that indicates the camera's on. Yeah. So if I take my finger and put it over the camera facing me, the light goes off. As soon as I take my finger off, it comes right back on. And it's just whenever like for a reason, it'll just, yeah. And I'll look down and it'll be on. I'm like, all right, I'll stick my finger over the camera facing me and it, it goes off. I, I'm, and I said something to my wife yesterday. I'm, I'm going to do it probably this weekend. Just put a, a small piece of electrical tape over my forward facing camera. Cause that's, that's really, cause it's like, I saw the green light on mine this morning. Cause that's how I know it. Cause obviously I have an iPhone, you have a Android, yeah. but I saw the same thing. It was, but as soon as I know, like I went to settings to see what was using it and it turned off, yeah. but starting over on that paragraph, there were the, there were the sorts of scenes that internet connected devices regularly capture and send back to the cloud. Though usually with stricter storage access and controls yet earlier this year, MIT technology review obtained 15 screenshots of these private photos which had been posted to closed social media groups. The photos vary in type and in sensitivity. The most intimate image we saw was the series of video stills featuring the young woman on the toilet, her face blocked in the lead image, but unobscured in the grainy scroll of shots below. In another image, a boy who appears to be eight or nine years old and whose face is clearly visible is sprawled on his stomach across a hallway floor. A triangle flop of hair spills across his forehead as he stares with apparent amusement at the object recording him from just below eye level. The other shots show rooms from homes around the world, some occupied by humans, one by a dog, furniture, decor, and objects located high on the walls and ceilings are outlined by rectangular boxes and accompanied by labels like TV, plant, or flower, and ceiling light. There's the images of the woman on the toilet. That's disturbing iRobot, the world's largest vendor of robotic vacuums, which Amazon recently acquired for $1.7 billion in a pending deal. And Amazon, I got to say, is a completely trustworthy company with a sane, honest, not super villain type CEO. Now, Jeff Bezos, he relinquished some sort of control within the last year or two, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure who's actually running it now. 1.7 in a pending deal confirmed that these images were captured by its Roombas in 2020. All of them came from, quote, special development robots with hardware and software modifications that are not and never were present on iRobot consumer products for purchase. I don't, I, I, I don't believe that. No. The company said in a statement, they were given to paid collectors and employees who signed written agreements acknowledging that they were sending data streams, including video, back to the company for training purposes. According to iRobot, the devices were labeled with a bright green sticker that read, Video Recording in Progress, and it was up to those paid data collectors to remove anything they deemed sensitive from any space the robot operates in, including children. Why does a robot that's vacuuming need to be recording 
anything anyways? Like what video does well, it need to be recording? And why? Just trying to be the devil's advocate here. If you know if it's gonna be like bumping into a coffee table or a lazy boy or a shoe molding or, or whatever. But dude, it just said it's like recording up high, like a yeah. TV and flowers and ceiling yeah. fans, like it's looking for stuff. It's not. It's yeah. Yeah, I mean you would think that the camera would kind of face just out and maybe just angled up just a tick, but like Yeah. Apparently it can look straight up if it's looking at a ceiling fan. In, in other words, uh, and by iRobot's estimation, anyone whose photos or video appeared in the streams had agreed to let the rumors monitor them. iRobot declined to let MIT Technology Review view the consent agreements and did not make any of its pay collectors or, or employees available to discuss their understanding of the terms. So That's convenient. Yeah. Yeah. So don't we have a mutual friend that doesn't leave, that has not left us a review on our podcast that was bragging about having a Roomba? And he had two of them actually. Mm. Yeah. And the things he was doing with said Roomba, <laughs> if it had been recorded and put on the yeah. internet, would not be good. <laughs> no. And he's kind of a tech savvy guy. He should know yeah. better. Was he drunk? Uh, I don't think so. He did send it on <laughs> Snapchat for everybody to see though, and it was pretty funny. I don't, I don't get I don't know here. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to our signature segment. And this one won't have... Uh, I think I'm going to have to read all this. I don't think I have any videos. So, it's a little bit different this week. But this will still be this week. An idiot, cross-dressing, confused, moron, pervert, Democrat, nut job, wackos. He's a fag. He's a fag. Oh, goodness gracious. Somebody's a little more slick with that finger yeah. pad. Do y'all want to hear that intro? Just the little beginning piece again? Or? Well, sure. Why not? This, oh, well. It, Maybe. Okay. We're back on Breitbart.com. CDC pushes teachers to measure commitment to LGBTQ inclusivity instruction. Man, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has issued an assessment tool for teachers and school administrators to measure their commitment to, quote, LGBTQ inclusivity. What does this have to do with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention? I mean, I guess they're they're causing a mental illness, a disease to spread by doing this. So. AIDS, HIV, is statistically higher among homosexual men. I don't know. The tool asks leading questions about school personnel and their faithfulness to queer theory, including encouraging sexual education teachers to have gender-neutral anatomy, referring to boys as, quote, body with a penis, and girls as body with a vagina. Go, no, go back, go back up. Body. Well, so they're doing that so that, you know, you can say if 
you're a female and you go have a sex change operation and you have a uh, penis put on, then technically by that definition, you're a boy because you're a body with a penis. Well, no, they're doing away with boy and girl. It's just body. Um, but wait a minute. What if you're a female and you want to be a male, but you haven't got a sex change because you're in school? Are you still a body with a vagina? By their standard, not mine. I guess you would be. You would be. But yeah. you don't want to have a vagina. You want mm. to have a penis. I guess you better... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> All right, well, let's go. It pushes advocacy, membership, and a school's Gay-Straight Alliance. The social transitioning of children, including use of facilities of the opposite sex and decorating classrooms with LGBT propaganda. Quote, the CDC's, pronounce that word, imprimatur, on the self-assessment tool and the inclusion of numerous links to resources and activist organizations amounts to little more than bullying teachers, administrators, and school health professionals who might have reservations about affirmation and inclusion efforts in schools. Parents defending education founder and president Nicole Nelly told Breitbart News, it is troubling that during a global pandemic, this is where the CDC's efforts were focused. I have to agree with that. The CDC's Division of Adolescent and School Health posted the LGBTQ inclusivity in schools, a self-assessment tool to Twitter on Tuesday. As a self-assessment, the goal of the tool is to rate a teacher's or school administrator's commitment to the ideology and suggest places where they can be better, quote, allies. Okay. While the CDC says the guide is not mandatory at a national level, it appears entirely possible that a school administrator could make it mandatory for their school. Faithfulness to the ideology is measured on an LGBTQ inclusivity continuum. See, this is a semblance of the Chinese credit score is what this is, yeah. but that's okay. Well, it's not, but we'll get there. Which rates persons as commit to change, beginning to break through, and awesome ally. Figure one, LGBT inclu inclusivity continuum. Everybody better be mostly sees. If a teacher or administrator is minimally inclusive, they are not yet well prepared to provide inclusive and supportive environments for LGBTQ students, commit to making changes, and you will move up in the continuum in no time. School personnel who are beginning to break through have more work to do on broadening your horizons, further address your barriers, and expand your efforts further towards being an ally. So this is also a semblance of, like, the, the Black Lives Matter stuff as far as, like, the... Uh, you have to be an anti-racist, yeah. you know what I mean? Same thing, like because this is communism. All this is the stuff that's outlined in Color Wars and, and other things. Even the highly inclusive have more work to do, see, exactly, to do as they must recognize there is always more you can do. Like all good allies, you will want to continue exploring and learning and share your knowledge with others. So look, dude, like, 
in what scenario in war or 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 French anything where you have an ally, like when you're using Terminator, like um there's always more I can do for that ally. Like they're not an if ally. That was what I'm saying. Like, I, who would? I mean, it's just it's like everything we talk about. Who the hell would fall for this? Yeah. Like, there's there's always more you can do. Like, well, except for the United States in relation to Ukraine, and I guess then that would be appropriate because there's obviously always more we can do. And they don't. Uh-huh. But it's weird because the only tactic that they employ is to give money. Yeah. But here, what I mean, and. I would love to, like, anybody that's in support of this, I would love to have a debate with them. If you know one, have them call in. Email us. We'll establish it. And when you're emailing us, go ahead and leave us a rating, five-star, or a review. Subscribe. And please, by all means, if you've listened this far, uh, do us a huge favor and share our podcast. We're at the two-year mark. Still no advertisers. Totally free. Work full-time jobs. All have families with children. Please share our podcast. Thank you. Um... Yeah, dude, this is just, it's bananas, man. Uh, to be the most inclusive, the teacher or administrator must strongly agree with each statement. Dude, this is straight up commie stuff. Suggesting that those who are not performing the actions in the assessment to a sufficient degree must be re-educated for gender ideology. The tool recommends resources for such re-education. Dude. Now, again, this is straight up Hitler speak. Now, yeah. re-education. In the assessment created for all users, school personnel are asked to rate whether they can assume a student's gender, gender identity, or sexual orientation. It's like that story I described to you that happened at work today. I can. with More than just this. Personnel are not supposed to use gender terms like boyfriend and girlfriend. So basically, to be what they want you to be, you have to completely... You you can't be yourself anymore. You have to follow everything they want. Right, but remember, dude, and I'm just going to leave that there because it just gets worse and, and you get the gist of it, but here's the thing. This is the outline for what they expect from you and me. This is yeah. what they want. This is the, this, don't, don't get me wrong, this is not the end goal. The end goal would be even worse than this because once they achieve this and then enti- with the entirety of society, they would want more and more and more. <coughs> and so, people, I, I, I had a conversation with a millennial this week and, you know, talking about homeschool and stuff, and he's got uh, kids younger than mine and, of course, looks to this guy's in his mid-20s, and uh, he knows everything, of course. And one of the things that he said was, when I, when I was telling him that I did not want my kids exposed to this, and I mentioned the specific story for Project Veritas with the dildos and butt plugs in the classroom yeah. and all that, and, man, that's in living color, dude. And on video, they're busted dead to rights, and the school supported it, $40,000 a head. And so he's like, well, you're just going to condition your children to uh, not accept something that's acceptable in society. I said acceptable to who? Because it's not acceptable to me because here's the problem, man. And and with what we just read, for the last two decades at a minimum, really three decades, people have been saying the same thing they've always said. These people were always accepted within the last 30 years. People said do what you... You know, the, the left said... The government has no business on what goes on in my bedroom. Cool. That's, that, I agree with that. That's fine. But the thing is, you bring the business from your bedroom out into society and wear it on your sleeve and choose to, to wrap your whole identity in what's depraved sexual stuff that you do. 
you're you're making society's society's business. So what you tell me if you can remember what the stereotypical phraseology that people like us use for the last thirty years in response to this, because there's a very specific thing that people said, and there's derivatives, but don't ram it down my throat. Yeah. That's it, and not like not only do they ram it down your throat, they they got no. 10, 10 friends grabbed a battering ram, stuck it on the end, <laughs> and freaking came full force. That you know, I mean, like Vikings launching a boat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that's where we're at. Like, and that's what I was explaining to him. Like, dude, you you might accept this because you go along to get along, even though I know that he in it, it, it he does disagree with it. This this kid. But he's he's accepted that this is accepted. Like his little spine bowed and gave way. Like it's just a malleable little spine that can be contorted and shaped into whatever they want because he's afraid to speak out and afraid to stand up and he's afraid to keep to keep it from his children for whatever reason, dude. So, oh, like everybody, your kids are going to be weird by what standard? Your yeah. kids are going to be sheltered by what standard? By this standard? My yeah. kids going to be sheltered from this? Yes. Why? Because that's my job. So, and to expound a little further on that, dude, one of the things that I was saying in a, a little bit a, a different conversation with Drew that, that is now on the school board, and we need to have him on again because he's been into so much stuff that quick. Like, it's, he's almost like a rebel rouser to these people. But they had uh, one of his uh, parents in his district sent, I'm sorry, another district, but their rep didn't do anything about it, sent a video from a school dance. And, man, I, people are going to think I'm, like, old-fashioned as all get out with this, dude. But I don't think I am, and I, I think I've got a point here. And you may disagree because I know your, uh, your, your kids are in some of these extracurricular activities, but um, it was a school dance for middle schoolers, and they're playing some rap, rap song with some female... Um, and I mean, it's just some gnarly lyrics about having sex, very graphic. And the, 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 these middle school girls are singing along like the crowd, like one student's filming. Cause I guess she had apprehension about it. And these girls are, are you know, yeah. jumping up and down, singing the lyrics to the song. So they know the lyrics. And so the, the, the parents are all upset now that this song got played at the dance, which if your child already knows the lyrics, yeah, the you've lyrics, already, yeah. how that happened, number one. Number two, you know, people keep saying what happened to, to reading, writing, and arithmetic. And so you think that when you see what we just read. So the CDC is trying to implement this in schools and schools individually trying to do it. We've seen all these things. So people want them to get back to that. But my question would be, what are middle schoolers doing? And no, I'm saying at a school, uh, look, man. And again, this is not going to be popular. People are going to think I'm some kind of freaking creepy stickler, like Billy Graham type authoritarian, like dictatorial rule with an iron fist. Like we're going to be this way. Cause I said, no, I'm asking a question. If you don't want your children to, to behave like adults, like 20, 23 year old, uh, sorority girls do in society at a bar dancing, to filthy music, chanting with filthy music, you want them to have an education when they're whatever age middle schoolers are. Was it 10 to 12, uh, 10 to 13, something like that? 
Either way, yeah. you don't want your kids behaving like that. Why is the school even having this function at all? Because it's a social function. We're not here to socialize. We're here to learn. Because in reality, the majority of people that you're surrounded with in middle school, very few, if any, are going to be long-term, lifelong friends. That's a fact. Statistically speaking, yeah. that's indisputable. But even still, we're supposed to be here to learn. And, dude, again, this is going to be supremely unpopular. School football. Dude, how how much... And, again, I get team building, X, Y, and Z, this, that, and the other. But this is a social function. And sports is maybe... There's a slight twist on it. But even, like, you put your kids into social programs for a variety of reasons. One, to absolve parents of, uh, of uh, time consumption with their kids, X, Y, and Z, whatever. Kids want to do it. And I get it, man. There, there's I'm not saying this is set in stone. But especially when it comes to a dance, for an example. Um, and... What, what does that have to do with actual education? Yeah, I, I, I just don't get it, man. Like, and again, I know I seem like a stickler, but if your kids are here to learn, this is going, you know, dancing happens at clubs and bars and or whatever. Like, man, this is stuff adults do. We're children. You don't want your children sexualized. Oh, what's just harmless? Man, cool. This day and age, this is the type of stuff that's going on. Popular music right now is pretty crappy. It's pretty filthy. It's pretty nasty. The over-sexualization has permeated everything. Stop letting your children go to this. Request that these functions don't even exist would be my freaking answer. If you're going to have your kids in public school and want it to remain a semblance of what it used to be, which isn't going to happen. But then to take all that and top it off with this. And dude, I'll go a step further and say... Drama club, and, and I know, I think you've got a child in that, if I'm not mistaken. Theater. But leftist-type teachers acclimate themselves to those types of, of degrees and those types of settings. That's where they are. And so, dude, you have to be mindful of who your your, your kids' your, your kids teachers, your kids' teachers are, where, where their, their political affiliations lie. I mean, dude, if you're going to have them in public school, this is my opinion, but... Um, and, and just be aware that, that that certain types of teachers acclimate towards certain types of subject matter. And they are the ones that would be pushing stuff like that. It was kind of somewhere around the point that I was trying to make, but... Oh, man, this guy's back. We're going to move on to the next one. Is anybody getting Sam Britton burnout yet? Yeah. Really? You don't like his bald head? Oh, God. This is disgusting. This picture is just... Backstreet's back. <laughs> All right. You went to Backstreet Boys. No. You did? No, oh. New Kids on the Block. Yeah. You could be a little more enthusiastic about it. Oh, I didn't want to go. It's not... Was... You know, uh, let, let me be clear. Uh, that's not true. Under my plan... Captain Reversal would be able to go to multiple New Kids on the Block concerts a year. Under my opponent's plan, he would get to go to zero. That's my, my Barack impression. And when you look at it, it's kind of a sick thing because Captain Reverso, he got to go to zero New Kids on the Block last year because of the pandemic. And really, the only person that could do something about it is me. So, that's all right. That's all I got. <clears throat> Sam Brenton is back, and he helped create policy keeping child transitions from parents. 
dude, listen, he multicast. This guy is so talented because he can do all that, and do his other job, and steal the hell out of everything. <laughs> dude, and again, same thing. He, We only know what he got caught for. This yeah. guy probably has... Yeah. Dude, it looks like a dog with bones in his back. I mean, there's purses and luggage and like, dildos. Like the Jeffrey Dahmer of luggage. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> Butt plugs. Look, I'm only saying the stuff that teachers bring into private schools at $40,000 a head. I can't be pinged for that, right? That's correct. So I'm sorry if I made somebody uncomfortable by saying that, but hey, listen, that's what they do. And I guarantee, uh, listen, I'll tell you this much. If anybody wants to make a bet whether that guy has any dildos and butt plugs buried in his backyard, I'll take that bet 10 times out of 10, and I promise I'll win, dude. Anybody, again, call us. Leave us a rating when you do, because I will win. I got 20. I got a hundo. How about that? <clears throat> dude, listen, I'm talking to devil's advocate because I know he's listening. If you yeah. want to make that bet, listen, I can get them deets. I'll find out what he's got. You know what my yeah. detective capabilities are. Yeah. They've been outlined. For those that don't know, they're listening. I am a private eye. <laughs> so here we go. That guy has a not so private brown eye. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Former federal official Sam Britton, who was fired from his post for allegedly stealing luggage twice and who considers himself non binary, helped create a school policy aimed at deceiving, unaffirming parents of gender-confused children. And again, anybody that wants to make the case that this guy was sane and normal and, and all that, dude, call me. Yeah. Email us and we'll get you hooked up and we can have the debate on the podcast for everybody to hear. The policy instructs school officials not to tell parents of potentially suicidal children about changes to their mental health regarding gender transitions or sexual orientation, saying... Great sensitivity needs to be taken and in what information is communicated to unaffirming parents. Further, I'll need to know what type of luggage they have. <laughs> Britain, who may be facing significant prison time, which he would most likely right. enjoy, due to theft accusations, worked in President Joe Biden's Department of Energy and previously worked at the Trevor Project, an organization that encourages children to pursue gender transitions. Oh, here's some pictures. Sam Britton, this is on Libs of TikTok now, Twitter. Sam Britton, Biden's non-binary nuclear waste guru, has been fired after stealing his phone. If only there had been some warning signs. <laughs> Dude, that lady's brilliant. Oh, there he is with Richard Levine. Yeah. He's got him. And one of the things that, and I think I talked about it before, it's weird, is that when he's out in public stealing, like, he's not wearing any of this crazy stuff. Like, he only does that when he knows mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of cameras around. Bad thing for him is there were a lot of cameras around <laughs> the airport. He was just too stupid to realize it. Yeah, he's a what they call that a pup handler. In his role at the Trevor Project, Britain helped write the quote model school district policy on suicide prevention to make schools LGBTQ competent. And see, that's the thing, dude. They try to combine them together. Like suicide prevention should be a thing for people mm -hmm. that are mentally unstable in a bad household. However, whatever the case may be, if somebody's suicidal. That, that needs a swift, concise, and comprehensive, thorough, good uh, action. And you will never get that from a nut bar with an ulterior motive like this that wants to sexualize your child to make schools LGBTQ competent. The model policy outwardly instructs school districts to withhold key mental health information from parents, seems reasonable. What a parent 
when a parent is notified of perceived suicide risk or an attempt, it is essential that the school maintain student confidentiality related to personal information such as sexual orientation or gender identity, especially when the student has not already disclosed to the parent or guardian and does not want it shared, it says. Information shared should be restricted to the person, the perceived risk of suicide or facts of the attempt. And so one of the things is, why would any of the sexual stuff be discussed with anybody, administrator or otherwise, at the school? That's not... Well, it should never be on the table. Yeah. Like, And if these guys hadn't been pushing that, it wouldn't be a thing because when you're looking at it, the people that identify as such is skyrocketing because of this nonsense because kids are dumb and they're easily coerced. Dude, and I got to say this, that's a, that's all the pictures of this idiot are terrible. So here he is in a disgusting tight red dress that belongs obviously on a woman. And he looks like an absolute clown. And dude, if you're going to wear lipstick, maybe you should like shave the mustache. Well, yeah, it's like all off in his mustache. But, dude, are you trying to look like Heath Ledger as the Joker over here? Like, what are you doing, dude? And I'll tell you this, man. It's, it's, it's the syndrome of the emperor has no clothes. There is no way the people sitting in attendance with this idiot don't think he's he's a disgusting clown. Like, you have to hold your nose to this repugnant nonsense and pretend to be sophisticated and enlightened and on some other higher plane of understanding to pretend this is normal because everybody else instinctually knows, including this idiot sitting in close proximity to him, that this dude's a moron. You are a demented whack job, dude. What, like, what kind of narcissist attention-starved wacko could, could show up to mm-hmm. any kind of function? I wouldn't go like that, obviously, in my own house, but even to... Yeah. The daggum quick sack, you know what I mean? Yeah. I bet he likes quick sack. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So, and there's more of the dialogue and it's more of the same. Um, but, but suffice to say that when they're congregating, or, you know what I mean, or, or, um, or around your children, coalescing in the schools around children, Make no mistake, this guy's high profile. All the others that are pushing this are like that. Now, they might not dress like that, yeah. but they they sanction and endorse this and call this normal and they call this acceptable. Under zero circumstances, zero, is that behavior right there alone acceptable? Is I it? agree. No, it's not. What's next? Oh, there you have it. We're a... Uh, we're on a roll with these wacky. <laughs> Richard Levine advocates, here we go, for information censorship, asking healthcare professionals to stop health misinformation and collectively advocate for our tech companies to create a healthier, cleaner information environment. You ready for this? This is, uh, uh, yeah, it's a minute and 36. Yeah, go ahead. So health professionals have a critical role to play. Can you must continue that? into ex- sorry. Dude, if I'm sorry, they have to be paying this guy enough to fix his disgusting, rotten, British looking teeth. <laughs> no offense to anybody that's British. Dude, it looks like fungus is in your mouth. And now you've positioned the camera low oh, like that yeah. for whatever reason. So we're getting a disgusting shot right into that nasty hell hole you call a mouth. You know what I mean? So. Expand their work to address health misinformation directly 
with their patients. Now, this includes, but it goes beyond COVID-19. So I'd like to just talk briefly about another area of substantial misinformation that is directly impacting health equity in our nation, and that is the health equity of sexual and gender minorities. There is substantial misinformation about gender-affirming care for transgender and gender-diverse individuals. We are in this nation facing an onslaught of anti-LGBTQI plus actions at the state levels across the United States, and they are dangerous to the public health. The positive value of gender-affirming back, care back for that youth adults back that last is not statement up and then pause it scientific or medical Back a little bit more. A little more. That's what he said. A little more. Try it right there. At the state levels across the United States, and they are dangerous to the public health. Go back to about halfway to where it's at right now. Take it all the way right there, right there. Area of substantial misinformation that is directly impacting health equity in our nation, and that is the health equity of sexual and gender minorities. There is substantial misinformation about gender-affirming care for transgender and gender-diverse individuals. We are in this nation facing an onslaught of anti-LGBTQI plus actions at the state. So let me translate that for for you. What what he's saying is we're facing an onslaught of people, and this is a good this is good this is a good sign. <coughs> we're facing an onslaught of parents becoming aware of how perverted we are, and the concerted long-term efforts we've made to sexualize their children. Parents are becoming aware, and we need to use federal overreach to squash this so that we can continue our agenda of grooming children to further the long-term goal of communism is, is what, what this idiot is saying. Of course, the communism part, he wouldn't say because he's yeah. a useful idiot, but amazing. State levels across the United States, and they are dangerous to the public health. The positive value of gender-affirming care for youth and adults is not in scientific or medical dispute. Yes, it is. So we all need to work together to get our voices um, out in the front line. We need to get in our voices in the public eye. And we, can, we know how effective our medical community can be talking to communities, whether it's at town halls, schools, conversations with others. And we need to use our clinician's voice to collectively advocate for our tech companies to create a healthier, cleaner information environment. During a moment when public trust in our leaders and our information is very challenged, the healthcare worker community, the medical community does, I believe, maintain a high degree of trust. And we have to utilize that and we have to utilize it effectively. No, they don't maintain a high degree of trust. Number one, number two, so basically, you want them to go and do for your pervert, uh, for your for your pervert agenda, and your pervert motivations. You want them to basically exercise the same tyrannical behavior they did to suppress the COVID speech, and otherwise, like you want them to censor people talking. Con- this is no different. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like you, you're looking at an absolutely unequivocal, completely and totally insane person just like we were in the last story and so many others, like the, uh, to, to say, to repeat the cliche phrase again, the insane are running the asylum. This person's crazy. And pardon me if I've used this, you know, on here before, like the whole idea of the, you know, the turtle on the fence post, yeah. like how did you even get up here? How did this happen? And how are people allowing this to happen? Like, 
this train's left the station. It's like nothing you can do can can seem to stop it. But I don't know how. No idea how. I don't know that it's possible at this point with a level of cheating and what we've seen transpire in Arizona. These people have got to go. This this is just disgusting, dude. It's and that going back to what I said earlier about where these kids are going, he's one of the one that advocates for all those unaccompanied minors to yeah. come here. Do I mean it it confounds me that people I know they're out there, they watch that guy and think that he has positive intentions. No, it it's doesn't. insane to me, dude. Uh, this is going to be one that Devil's Advocate can show to his boss. General Motors funds effort to embed pro-transgender books in classrooms. Yeah, GM's been on the woke bandwagon for a minute. <clears throat> this is on Breitbart.com. General Motors donated to an LGBTQ organization. Well, that just says LGBT organization. I wish they'd keep it short. That yeah. would be convenient. <clears throat> that supplies kindergarten and elementary classroom with pro-transgender children's books. General Motors provided a grant to the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network to fund the organization's, quote, Rainbow Library Program, according to the corporation's 2021 Social Impact Report. The report explains that the Rainbow Library provides supportive curriculum, curriculum materials and book sets that are LGBTQ, there it is, plus centered, <coughs> racially diverse, and multicultural to K-12 through schools. The report did not say how much money was awarded to the pro-transgender organization. Thanks, GM, for that. Yeah. Good job, guys. GM, pro-pedophile, boom, Chevy, like a rock. <laughs> no, I'm saying, man, like... Die-hard, brand-loyal Chevy guys. They, they're they out there. I know them. Chevy! Like a rock! Only change the R to C. <laughs> oh, oh, like a rock. Remember them? Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to finish this off with another good... Uh, by the way, that ended this weekend. Democrat, moron, pervert, nut job, wackos. We're on the postmillennial.com. And again, man, this is another good sign that um, people are aware of what's going on. The The communists control the mainstream media cycle. You always got to remember that. And you may not like Kirk Cameron. I think he's an all right guy. He's made some decent films. I think, uh, and I, maybe you should watch it with your wife. Fireproof. It's uh, about uh, how the, the story is about a guy saving his marriage. It's a really, really good movie, I think. Uh, and it's uh, it's not like big budget. Yeah. So if you've never seen Fireproof, folks, watch it. I promise you, you'll like it. <clears throat> uh, Kirk Cameron's Christian book reading draws record number of parents, kids after Indianapolis Public Library refused to host him. <clears throat> Kirk Cameron, if you don't know who Kirk Cameron is, he actually, he was on, uh, what was that show? Growing Up Pains. Yeah, but like he's a, a Christian now and has been for a long time. I think maybe he was back then, but uh, he's very active. Uh, Kirk Cameron held a reading of his new children's book, As You Grow, at the Indianapolis Public Library 
and the small room allotted to him by the library was packed to overflowing with parents and kids. Cameron's reading drew the biggest crowds to the library in 137 years, a spokesman said. This, after the library had initially refused to host Cameron and Brave Books, claimed that the messages of the book did not align with their values. These are libraries that routinely host drag queen story hours and 53 other libraries simply refused to host him. Quote, the turnout at the library was, library was far beyond what we expected. A spokesman for Cameron told the post-millennial about the Indianapolis event. Thousands show up. Cameron spoke to the crowds who came to hear him read with gratitude for their attendance and was met with cheers and applause from parents and kids. As you grow out from brave books, teaches kids biblical wisdom through the seasons of life and how to grow the fruits of the spirit, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Cameron told the post millennial, you know, juxtapose that with what drag queen story hour entails when they get caught routinely talking about perverted nonsense and, Sometimes, uh, you know, dressed, obviously extremely disgusting yeah. and provocative and sexualized and, uh, dude, literally groping children. Like, can, and because, you know, the, the, the left will give these people a bad rap. They'll give Kurt Cameron a bad rap, obviously. Can anybody argue with what he just said that book outlines and teaches? No. Nobody with a brain. <clears throat> it was this message that had parents lining up well above the capacity of the small room allotted for the reading. A spokesman for Cameron said that they planned to do multiple readings to accommodate all of those who wanted to hear. There's a line out the library, he told the post-millennial. The library announced the building hit capacity during the first book reading. One woman posted a video to Facebook of the lines to get into the to get in to hear Cameron read, saying that the library had denied Cameron access on account of there not being enough interest. The video of the massive line shows clearly the public interest was not the issue, but that it was the library's interest that was absent. Here's her post. Shame on the Indianapolis Public Library for their treatment of Kirk Cameron and thousands of supporters. Only a tiny fraction of the people that showed up got to hear the book reading because they only gave him a tiny room and charged him for it. They even had the library garage closed so that thousands of people could not park at the library Mind your tax dollars fund this place. Here's the mayor's mayor's office phone number. Hey, for anybody who wants to call him, what's that phone number? Leave a message. 317-327-4622. I'll call him tomorrow. <clears throat> Scroll down. Another mom posted photos of her family attending the reading along with a long line saying, Thank you, Jesus, for showing up with thousands to push back against the world's agenda. If they can do drag queen read-alouds at the Indianapolis Public Library, then read-alouds for Jesus Christ should be just as welcomed. Shout out to Kirk Cameron for preserving, I'm sorry, for persevering for Christ. I love that. Oh, it's a black lady. Awesome. Cameron approached the Indianapolis Public Library about hosting a reading, and they were not interested in having Cameron read As You Grow. In response, Cameron penned a letter to the library asking them to reconsider. One of the aspects that has always made this country great, he wrote to the Indianapolis Public Library, is the free expression of ideas essential to an informed citizenry. That is why I was surprised to learn from my publisher that you are not interested in having me join your patrons for a reading of my new book. I hope you will revisit that request. <clears throat> Oh, okay, this is good. <clears throat> I hope you will we'll revisit that request to continue, noting that the Indianapolis Public Library informed Brave Books that they have a 
that they have about their strategic plan for author visits, and that includes a push for authors who are diverse. That diversity, it turns out, was purely for authors of color. But the parents of Indianapolis were interested, so interested that they packed a small, out-of-the-way, sixth-floor room that Brave Books had reserved for the event. There's an auditorium in the library that seats 3,000 people. When asked about the low capacity, the library said that Brave Books team never asked for the biggest room. Friday sees Cameron reading another library that had declined to host him, the Scarsdale Public Library in Scarsdale, New York. The library claimed that they never declined the request for a reading of the children's books based on Christian values, but that Brave Books had not completed the right paperwork. Work. Likely story. Yeah. Do you think that they would do that to a transgender deal? No. Absolutely not. Dude, God bless him. I love that, man. That's a great story. And, dude, people people are losing faith for the wrong reasons, man. Like, they think that the left is winning. The left is winning at stealing elections right now, but that's all. And all of this is going to take time. They've done such severe damage. These people are so severely deranged that this... And look, man, as far as the election things that have occurred... Social things has occurred. This war has been raging for a long, long time, man. There's a lot of people that are ready to throw in the towel and throw up their hands and quit right now. And now is it's not even close to that time, dude. We'll uh, we'll come out the other side of this better for it, I believe. Eventually, don't know how long it'll take. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We greatly appreciated it. Uh, if you made it this far, please uh, leave us a five star rating. Leave us a review, please. By all means, on social media, wherever you're at. Um, and you can find us on Truth Social at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. I run that account. Um, find us on there. Share us on there. Share us on Twitter if you have it. Share us on Facebook if you have it. You shouldn't have it. Get rid of it. But if you have it, share us. Um, anywhere and everywhere, share us with your friends. And uh, we will catch up with you next week. Uh, until then, have a happy New Year's. Everybody be safe. We love you all. Thank you very much for listening. Take care. That's too true for radio. There it is. And all you can't sing about it, they'll show you the door. Cause Nashville ain't got any balls anymore. They cast you aside, hope you'll tuck tail and leave. But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me. Well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show. That's too true for radio.